What's going on guys, just another critic, welcome back to the channel where you are closing out my week 7 predictions with my upset alert picks, starting my upset alert picks, this one is going to be a long shot, but I think it can happen, South Carolina Gamecocks taking on Georgia Bulldogs, this will be a home game for Georgia, and I understand that this game is uh, expected to be a blowout, right, South Carolina right now, uh, a 24 and a half point underdog but at the same time I think this is just one of those games where you know Georgia's coming in after you know that Tennessee game feeling good we got a nice dub a nice little blowout over Tennessee I think this is kind of a possibility of being a trap game I understand it's a home game for Georgia however at the same time South Carolina Overall, this season, whenever they've played some of the better teams like Mizzou or like Alabama, um, obviously they got blown out by Mizzou. But at the same time, when they played Alabama, I think this is one of those matchups where it's like a Super Bowl matchup, right? They view this as one of those games where they just want to go out there and ruin someone's season. Because at the end of the day, their season, for the most part, is kind of lost. They don't really have any hopes of making any championships. At this point, they're playing for pride and they're playing for a bowl game. Now, I understand that the Georgia Bulldogs, right, they got the stable of running backs. But to be quite honest, their their run game hasn't looked super dominant. You know, it hasn't looked like they can move the ball at will, that they can score at will. And I think right now, South Carolina... My thoughts are that they're going to come into this game trying to take the same approach as Notre Dame, selling out on the run and forcing Jake Fromm to beat them in the air. Um, but in reality, I don't know. I don't know if uh, South Carolina can stop them uh, in the pass game. At this point in time, from what I've seen from Georgia, they they haven't really unleashed uh, Jake Fromm. And Georgia themselves, they kind of play a slower pace of football, kind of like Wisconsin. Um, they just play slow. They just beat you down in the trenches and pound the ball, right? Just pound it, pound it, and go for, you know, 200-plus yards against you. That typ- That's typically how the game plays out. And then they really just try to keep it a balanced attack. But in my opinion, if if South Carolina is going to really find themselves uh, competing to win this game, they're just going to have to sell out on the run and kind of take the Notre Dame approach, selling out on the run until, uh, you know, Georgia is forced to really uh, try and beat them in the pass game. And so Georgia, while they have phenomenal athletes at the wide receiver position, I still think... Um, Jake Fromm is trying to find his chemistry with those wide receivers. And that's why I I believe, this is just my personal opinion, that's why I believe they haven't really utilized and opened up that pass game as much. Uh, but yeah, I do think this is this has the possibility of being a trap game for Georgia. Don't want to speak on it too much. But yeah, one of my, my first upset alert pick of the weekend is Georgia taking on South Carolina at home. Next one, I have Hawaii taking on Boise State. Uh, Boise State right now ranked 14th in the country. That's crazy. That's crazy. And if you if you had watched them in this this year, obviously they beat FSU, 
who wasn't really an amazing team by any means. Um, and we're finding that out as the season's gone along. And then they beat a Marshall team at home 14-7. to Marshall, at the same time as the season's gone along, they haven't looked as great either. Um, and then beat up on Portland State. Struggled with Air Force, who I think is going to be uh, who's going to be there at the end in the Mountain West Conference, uh, possibly even vying for a you know a position at the championship game. Uh, it might happen, right? It's it's fifty fifty at this point. And then they just played UNLV, where they had a they did they really didn't play that well. I mean the score says otherwise thirty eight to thirteen, but they I had think they had about 150 yards worth of penalties and really their defense didn't look amazing to be quite honest. Hawaii on the other hand, they had a bye this past week, but they played Nevada the week before, blew out Nevada 54 to 3. Defense played lights out, allowed just 98 yards on the ground and 105 yards through the air. Offensively, they went off. Obviously, we know they have uh, Cole McDonald at quarterback. They've got a pretty uh, good set of wide receivers. You know, they're not uh, big and, you know, uh, those 6'3", you know, 200-pound dudes. They're, the sh- they're on the shorter side, probably around 5'11", 5'9", quick agility dudes, speed in space. Uh, they're going to make you miss. Basically, the, the Julian Edelman types, um, and so they've they've found a lot of success with those guys, and if the defense can step up again, I think Hawaii can go. I I know the the spread on this game is like eleven and a half, but I I truly believe Hawaii with the way that they're playing right now, they can go out there and and win this game outright, and possibly compete for the Mountain West Conference again. Um, but yeah, my second upset alert pick of the week: Hawaii going to Boise State. Hawaii going to Boise State. Keep out, keep an eye out for them, them Rainbow Warriors. Uh, with that being said, my last upset alert pick of the week is USC taking on Notre Dame. A lot of people writing off the Trojans in this game. I don't know why. This is football is just a game of matchups, and I understand Notre Dame had a phenomenal game versus Georgia, who a lot of people highly respect and who is a very good team. But at the same time, they're writing off USC in this game. But if you look at Notre Dame and look at what USC brings to the table, USC, they bring in a phenomenal set of wide receivers, right? They've got uh, St. Brown, right? Amon Ross St. Brown. They've got uh, Pittman. Then they've got number uh, number 21. All big-time wide receivers who can definitely make plays against the Notre Dame secondary. We already saw Virginia play Notre Dame and I don't I can't name one guy from that Virginia uh wide receiver core but a handful of them were making plays against Notre Dame and these guys coming in from USC these guys are NFL talent type wide receivers almost every single one of them are going to go to the league that isn't even a question so the the, the only thing that uh if you simplify it right if you just simplify it look at the players that USC has Top recruits, look at the players who Notre Dame has, top recruits. I understand they haven't been playing their best football offensively, but if you look at them defensively, they've they've been playing phenomenal. Defensively, this is a great matchup for USC. They're not, uh, you know, the biggest or the most physical up front, but their their D-line has been getting to the quarterback. Uh, If you look at their game versus Washington, 
they held uh, Washington's offense to 180 yards passing with Jacob Eason, right, who a lot of people is hyped up. And at this point, most people don't really believe that he was who we thought he was going to be. And so, you know, that's just something that it is what it is. Defense allowed 193 on the ground, which isn't really a fair statistic because 80 of those yards, maybe even 90, I believe, came from that that long breakout run um, on Washington's own like 10-yard line. And so 80 or 90 of those yards came from that. And so this defense has gotten better and better by the week. And they, they have speed at the linebacker position, which is going to be big time when you're trying to defend the quarterback like Ian Book, who loves to leave the pocket and who, and who loves to scramble. Um, and on D-line, like I said, they're not the biggest, but they've been getting to the, they've been getting to the quarterback consistently as far as hurry-ups and pass rush. Um, and they're, they're, they're very athletic. So while everyone is counting USC out of this game, if you just at the end of the day, it's just the Jimmys and Joes playing against each other, like just to simplify it. Um, and I understand they haven't had consistency at the quarterback position for USC, but if there's any weakness for Notre Dame, I believe it's in their secondary in coverage. I understand their cornerbacks and safeties are phenomenal coming downhill and making tackles, but... If you look at any time that they've struggled, it's been in the secondary. They struggled versus Clemson a season ago. And if you look if you look at what's going on now with Trevor Lawrence, he isn't looking amazing. He isn't looking amazing, right? And USC has NFL talent at the wide receiver position. Plus, they got Caden Slovis back. So I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think USC has a legitimate chance at winning this game. Notre Dame with Ian Book, who likes to leave the pocket, I don't think he's a, he's amazing, uh, uh, you know, at, at throwing the ball and and whatnot. And they haven't had uh, they really haven't had consistency in the run game. If you look at it, the their best games were versus really New Mexico, Louisville, Bowling Green, Virginia, but at the same time. Virginia isn't known to known for stopping the run. They're known for their their coverage and in the secondary. And Virginia, uh, Virginia, I can't say they really stopped them in the secondary either, though. And so, with that being said, Georgia was really the only one to stifle that run game. And I think right now USC has that. They have the talent up front to to stifle this this Notre Dame run game and force Ian Book to put the game in his hands and to go out and win it. I understand Notre Dame's playing at home, but with all that being said, I think USC has a very legitimate shot at winning this game. I think a lot of people are sleeping on this game and don't be surprised if this upset happens. But with all that being said, guys, those are my three upset alert picks for the week. Um, If you disagree or you agree or you got something else to say, just drop it in the comments. But I appreciate you guys supporting the channel, listening to the podcast or the YouTube. I think I covered everything. Links are in the description. And yeah, hope you guys have a great rest of your uh, day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. Stay prepared for the up and down Life is like a seesaw Some say it's a bitch, man I couldn't agree more